Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at mylan.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. Well, welcome to On the Road to Freedom. You've joined us in Los Angeles, California at night. We're filming. This is a first for us. We've never been able to film at night on location for you because we didn't have the gear. We didn't have the right lighting. So thank you, Team Mylan. In the last year, we were able to get the lights that enabled us now to film at night for you. So we're going to be able... Some cameras are better and dark than others. These are good ones, man. Yeah, that's right. God gave us the best. That's right. So we're so thankful to be able to show you the beauty of the L.A. skyline. Wow. We're just so grateful to the Lord. God is so good. We're so thankful that you joined us on the road to freedom. We're excited about this opportunity to share the word with you. Yes, we are. And we encourage you to let your friends and family know about On the Road to Freedom because we want to be able to encourage them to in the word. You know, you see all those bright lights in the back, but we're called to be a bright light in the midst of darkness, right? We're called to shine as bright lights. Amen. And our marriage is called to shine as bright lights. And so that's what the subject matter is today for our show. It's called Built on the Rock. And we're so excited to get to share with you our brand new book on marriage. The honeymoon is over. Now what? And it's a handbook for holy matrimony. And it has been such a blessing to our lives to get revelation of the truth that has set us free. And that's why we do this show is for you to receive the same revelation truth. Because John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, then you truly are my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, free. will make you free. Hallelujah. So we're believing for freedom tonight for your marriage for you to receive that truth. And you know, in order for your home to really stand in perilous times that we're living in, you and your mate must come into agreement that the word is final authority. That's the first step in your home being built upon the rock. I mean, if God's word can't affect your life, then you have no life in God. He is the final authority. Yeah, he, he is. is God. Mm-hmm. When he says it's Tuesday, you look at forget what the weatherman says. It's Tuesday. Yeah. You will look at your what you will find out the calendar says it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Whatever God says is the truth, yes. and you got to learn it. Once you learn that he's his word is the final authority, then he is the final authority. Yeah. Amen. Then he is in control. Amen. God That's is good. good. His he's the architect of holy matrimony. I can tell you that I've had matrimony and I've had holy matrimony and holy is better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by far. The only way we're going to have a good marriage is with God in control. Oh, that's when God truth. is in control, his word is the last word. That's Amen. what it means to Say have that the again, final and that's good. Yeah. When God is in control, his word is the last word. Yeah. We no longer fight for the last word. We have entered the covenant 
making the Word of God the final authority in our home, Christian mm-hmm. and I have. Yes, we have. We didn't negotiate for control because the Holy Spirit is in control. So we, we have nothing to fight yeah. about. Yeah. 99% of fights are about, I want it my way, she yeah. wants it her way. Yeah. Well, I want control, she wants control. Yeah, that's it. But when the Holy Spirit is in control, there's nothing to fight about. Yeah, man, when we both agree that he knows more than all of us put together, mm-hmm. man, all of a sudden his word becomes the final authority. In that area, we become one flesh. Yeah, amen. Two people have become one. They'll never argue or fight about that thing again. So here's this passage in Matthew. We're talking about our marriage being built on the rock. And this is what Jesus said. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay, so what's the qualification for your house being built on the rock? It's the one who hears the word of God and, and does, does it. it. He's a wise it's man. real simple. That's it. Yeah. You hear the word and you do it. You do it. That's and all. the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. Well, Here's founded. why. Because it was founded on the on rock. the word of God. Yeah. yeah. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. That means you, you may sit in church week after week and you hear what the pastor has to say. But you go home and you don't apply anything that you've heard to your daily life, to your decisions, your choices, your words, your actions, right? That's what we're I talking about I had people tell me, I, I get through preaching a sermon, I had people tell me, I'm going to I'm gonna go I'm gonna pray about that. I'm going to pray about that. <laughs> yeah. Why? How mm-hmm. dumb is that? God tells you to do something and you're going to ask him if he wants you to do it? Right. That's ridiculous. Who are you going to pray to? Is there somebody else up there? Right. No, man. If you're talking to God, he's talking to you. And he is not messing around. You want things to get better at your house? Don't cry. That won't do any good. Don't call all your friends to pray. Just change. Just be a doer, a doer. of yeah. God's word. It's yeah. real simple. Mm-hmm. It will solve the problems. Right. And when we don't do the word, Jesus called that foolishness. Yes. He said here, when the person who hears the word and doesn't do it will be like a foolish man who mm. built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the, the winds, winds blew. blew and beat on that house. Now, did you notice the storm came to both homes? Yeah. yeah the storm yeah. comes to every it house. Comes to every house. And when it came to that house of that foolish man, it fell. And not only did it fall, it says great was its fall. Now, I know you got that T-shirt. Right. Oh, buddy. I built a castle on the sand. It wasn't just a nice little trailer. It was a... <laughs> and when that baby uh-huh. fell in, it was a big fall. It was a big was fall. A, great was it fall. the word calls a great fall. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I guarantee you. Amen. The renewing of the mind, baby. Tell, tell us how we get our minds renewed. So number one foundation stone to make a marriage strong it, through every storm is that the Word of God is final authority, but the choice is ours. We make that choice. And, you know, I remember this time I was ministering this truth to a woman and she was telling me she was having many difficulties in her marriage. So when I ministered to her, well, have you and your husband made the word of God final authority? Well, she, I remember she just mocked me and smirked and said, well, that's just good for you. And she was very sarcastic and she let me know that she was going to keep doing what she thought was best, which meant her word was the final word. And what I realized is that she desperately needed mind renewal. Yeah. And that's what we all need. 
We need to get our mind renewed to the Word of God. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see, as long as your word is the final word, then you're on your own trying to fix your marriage. But the minute that you make the word of God final authority, now you get God's help. Amen. Yeah, exactly. And we all need that. We need God's help. Yeah, we do. So when it comes to the word being final authority, you may have heard it said, well, he's the boss. But even more common now, it's she's the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're definitely living in a woman's world right now. And, you know, I find, you know, I I find no fault with women being strong. My goodness, we need to be strong, mighty women of God. Especially toward the devil. But when it comes to our marriage, yeah, especially towards the devil, that's it. But when it comes to our marriage, you know who's the boss? The Word. Yeah, God's the boss. And you and your spouse need to decide that the Word of God is the boss. Not it's, just your your marriage, your life. Yeah. Period. He's the boss. Period. Then the final authority. That's, That's right. That's why. And by the way, that poor woman, you yeah, know, I, she didn't realize it was, she, chose the, she chose the she chose that. the the yeah, curse, not yeah. the blessing. Mm-hmm. She could have humbled herself and obeyed God and received His word. Would, yeah. Her life, her marriage, everything would everything would have changed. But, yeah. the, but when you fight God, you're going to lose. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time, you're going to lose when you fight God. When you think you're, when you lean on your own understanding, you think you know more about being a, having a good marriage than God Almighty. Yeah. Then good luck. You're on your own. You're fighting the devil by yourself. You will lose. So once we settle that the Word is the final authority, now we can get our minds renewed to the truth of who God has called us to be as a husband or as a wife, right? So we need to understand that mind renewal, whatever you're arguing about right now in your marriage, mind renewal is the solution for every disagreement. You need to find out what does the Word say about what you're arguing about? What does God say about that? So what's happening right now as you're watching our show is you're getting your mind renewed because you're hearing the word, you're hearing the truth, and it's renewing your mind right now. Now, one significant uh, characteristic of a home that's built on the rock is that a husband and wife pray together. They take time to spend time in prayer. In the presence of God together. Yeah. And, you know, we've been amazed. Mylon and I have done hours and hours and hours, I don't even know how many, of marriage counseling through the years. And consistently, I have been so shocked to find out how many couples don't pray together. They, they come up with all kinds of excuses that they just don't have time. Their jobs or their kids require everything they've got. They're just too exhausted. And this one practice could have turned their marriage completely around taking the time to pray together, taking the time to get in agreement, you know, with God and with each other. It's the most fruitful task you can do together. Anytime, anywhere you have the power of God available to you in your marriage, you have the power of agreement. You may have come together for the wrong reason. You may have first met each other under wrong circumstances. Yeah, it was a true. godly that's situation. Uh-huh. But it's not too late to humble yourself and say, we need Jesus. Yeah. We need God's help. Amen. And the sharing of that humility together so will put a bond in your marriage that nothing else can. Right. 
And when we talk about the power of agreement, it's Matthew 18, 19, that says, again, I say to you that if two, that's all it takes, two, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father yeah. in heaven. Yeah, there Hallelujah. Is. Now, once you get an agreement in prayer concerning the word, now you can just let the word do the work. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. I mean, let the word do the work. I remember our father in faith, uh, Kenneth Copeland, he was talking to us one day and he said, you know, Mylon, I thought this was so good. He said, Mylon, you know, the biggest thing you got going for you, you got the power of agreement. <laughs> with Christy, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember yeah. that? And he said, you guys take the time to get an agreement in prayer. And so I just want to encourage you couples in that every day, we don't start our day until we've gotten an agreement in no. prayer. No, that's right. Amen. Amen. That's and true. you know, God has given husbands such a responsibility of leading in that, right, Mylon? Yes, it is. It's my responsibility. I'm the head. I'm, I'm supposed to lead in, I'm not supposed to dominate or control, but I'm supposed to lead yes. in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. She's my wife, and I'm so thankful for that because God gave her to me. But he gave her, when he gave her to me, he told me, he reminded me, you can call her your wife, but she's my daughter. Mm -hmm. And you treat her good, and I'll treat you good. You want to get your prayers answered? Be good to my child. Yeah, yeah. Be God wants Amen. all of us to be good to each other. Not just our mates, but everybody. He wants all of us to be good to each other. Amen. Ephesians 5 and 25 and 26 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, yes. that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by, by the, the word. word. That's so good. According to God, if you love your wife, you will lead her spiritually in the Word. Every day, I purposely make the time to lead us in prayer. You it do. is part yeah. of my call yeah, to God do. Himself. Not just to Christy, but to God Himself. Yeah, yeah, amen. We enjoy riding our Harley or getting some rays at the pool, <laughs> but our favorite thing to do as a couple is share the Lord. It is. We do that almost every day. We do it 50 times a day. What yeah, am I we talking do. about? We, it's our it's life. All, it's our life. He, he is right. our life. Amen. Men, remember, you're anointed to be priests and kings of our God, Revelation 5, 10 says. Mm -hmm. We enjoy our position as kings who make the final decision, but God listed the role of priests first. Yeah. The responsibility of leading our family spiritually is most important to the Lord. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yes. and all these things will be added unto, unto you. you. He didn't good. say we couldn't seek other things. He instructed us to seek him before anything else. When we commit the beginning of our day to him, I have found the whole rest of my day goes better. It just falls into order. He gets in the flow. When I commit the first day of my week to him, the whole week goes better. It's called the Sabbath day. It's a day when you don't do the things on your list of things to do. Mm -hmm. When you don't work like you do every other day, trying to make things better. When you stop and rest in the Lord and realize, if I do nothing today, it will require more faith than if I do 10 things. If I just do nothing to humble myself before God, listen to Him, and let Him talk to me. He will, according to him, mm -hmm. your week will go better. You will get more phone calls returned. Mm -hmm. In every way, 
because you waited on the Lord and put Him first, He will make your week better. That's the truth. I've seen Him do that week after week after week. And when it comes to Sabbath, also that means husbands need to lead in making sure your family gets to church. Yeah. You know, we need to understand the importance of the fivefold ministry. You know, especially in marriage, the covering of a pastor is so important. It is for us. Our pastors, George and Terry Pearsons, they have helped us through thick and thin. And they have had the right for it, word for yes, us at the right yes. moment that really helped us to uh, walk in victory and to get our breakthrough. I'm not a pastor. And I need a pastor. Right. I need a pastor, Terry. And, and your marriage needs a wisdom. pastor. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. you do. You need somebody when there's a problem you can both right. go to That's that right. you both trust that you believe will give you God's, not their version or their opinion, but what God says about the situation you're in. That's right. Hey, all you precious Team Milan people, let me read you something. God said in Acts 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere to the ends of the earth. That's what you're a part of every day. You're not just going witnessing. You are a 24-7 witness all over the world. You're doing your part. We're doing ours, and God's doing his. Love you, Team Milan. Thank you. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 says that their responsibility, the fivefold, is to equip. And when we say the fivefold ministry, I need to explain that. It says that God gave gifts to men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's what we call the fivefold ministry. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work, to build up the church, the body of Christ. That's yes. us. And so Ephesians 4, 13 through 14 says, here's why, till we all come to the unity of the faith and yeah. of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Mm. So as we grow in the knowledge of God's word, the reward is unity. Now, this is exactly what a husband and wife need to enjoy holy matrimony, right? Yeah. Unity. Yeah. So let me, I just want to share a recent uh, testimony with you concerning unity. And, you know, we have been walking through a pretty intense situation this year. And with the doctor's report, doctor's oh, well, diagnosis. Well, we didn't sign the middle. We kept we, walking. But we kept walking. That's why we're here filming tonight, That's right? That's right. And so, but Mylon and I were discussing all of the options that the doctors were giving us. And we were going back and forth, back and forth. And because I was hearing the doctor's report constantly, I was really battling, um, resisting the spirit of fear over their evil report. And so I was in prayer one day, but it was causing great, um, it was causing strife between us. We weren't in unity. It was causing contention. And so I was in prayer one day and the Lord corrected me and he spoke to me about honoring Mylan's leadership. And he gave me first Peter three, six, and it says, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Now, yes, ladies, I know that's extreme. 
We would call that extreme. But in her day and time, calling Abraham Lord simply meant it was a respectful title such as yes, sir, or no, sir. So she called him Lord. She was respectful to him. And and it says here, she obeyed Abraham's leadership. And And it says, whose daughters you are, Abraham and Sarah are our parents in the faith, the word says. And you are her daughters if you do good and you are not afraid with any terror. And the Lord spoke to me and said, if you're gonna be a woman of faith, a wife of faith, you need to honor his leadership and do it without any fear because that's the root of the contention is fear on your part. You know, I I needed to repent of that. (laughs) And when I did, it says in Hebrews 11, 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. She'd been waiting for a child for so long that she had to receive the strength to even conceive the seed, to even conceive the dream or the promise. And it says, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. I love you. I love you. I love you. How many people get on TV and public admit that they were yeah, a humbling situation that they were not hearing God completely yeah, or yeah. that they were mm-hmm. afraid to do something when they're supposed to be a faith person. Right. We've all done it. Yeah, yeah. And religion makes you hide it. Right, Pride right. makes you hide right. it. But being humble, truly humble, means we admit it to each other and, and to the world. Right, right. We humble ourselves before God. And we, I mean, that's the way you get the blessing of God. He gives grace to the humble. He opposes the proud. That's right. And so just like Sarah, she'd been waiting for so long for this promise to come to pass. And, you know, we've been standing on God's promises for years concerning Mylan's health. And we don't know, you know, we don't ever know the when. We don't know the how. We always know, though, that He will. And so the Lord spoke to me about, yes, you've been standing, you've been speaking, you've been decreeing, and it's been many years. But the strength came to Sarah when she judged God faithful to his promise. So Mm. in that moment, I repented and I said out loud, Lord, I judge you faithful to your promise. And right then in that moment, I received strength, strength in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then this is what is so glorious because I needed to decide, I needed to get an agreement with my husband because it's according to his faith that it's done unto him, right? So I need to join my faith with him. And where his faith is right now is we're believing God for a miracle. We're standing right now for a supernatural miracle manifestation in his body. That's where his faith is. It's not in the doctors, right? So I needed to get an agreement. Remember, we talked about the power of agreement. I needed to get an agreement with my husband and get in unity with him. And here's the blessing of unity in the marriage. Then God spoke to me and said, now, Christy, now that you're in unity with your husband, now I can command the blessing, even life forevermore. In Psalm 133, it says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down the edge of his garments. Mm. It is like the dew of Hermon Hallelujah. descending upon the mountains of Zion. Yes, God. Now here, for there, where's there? 
where there's unity. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Now, what I want to tell you is in the literal Hebrew of that word life, when God commands even life forevermore, he is saying that you be sustained that you um, remain alive. (laughs) Now that's good (laughs) that you remain alive and that you be revived from sickness and even death. death. Amen. So we we desperately need God to command. I mean, think about when I use that word command, that's like an officer in the military. When a general commands the troops, this is God commanding the blessing upon your marriage commanding life forevermore upon your marriage. We all need that. And it comes to those who stay in unity. And when when you're not in unity, you're not, sometimes you can get in strife. You can get in, uh, you know, you can get into uh, complacency. You can get into apathy. There's all kinds of things that can go on. But none of those things are, the Bible says faith works by love. Right. And when you're in unity, you're in God. God is love. And when you're in love, your faith will work mm-hmm. and the miracles start to happen at your house. And that's what God wants to do for you. Amen. So we encourage you to get your copy of The Honeymoon is Over. Now what? You know, in each chapter, it's a daily devotional, seven chapters. So at the end of one week, you can receive revelation that'll completely turn your marriage around where you enjoy heaven on earth and a honeymoon that never ends. That is the plan of God for you. And you know, our book is a great way, especially if you're young in the Lord, if you're new in the Lord, it's new for your marriage, then this is a great way, husbands, for you to lead devotionals with your marriage, right? And at the end of each chapter, we have a we declare so you can make that declaration together as a couple. And we have a holy habits section where you can put those things into practice so that your marriage is built upon the rock. It teaches you how to do what you need to do the best. You need to talk to each other Mm-hmm. And you need to talk together to God. That's right. Those two things will change your life and make it better forevermore. That's right. So don't forget about our podcast. Listen to this message over and over again. It's available everywhere your favorite podcast is available. And all of these resources available at our website, all free audio teaching at org. Check it out. These are available to you because we know when you stay in the Word, That's how your home is going to be built on the rock. When you stay in the Word, that will keep you on on the the road road to freedom. freedom. The honeymoon is over. Now what? God has a divine design for you and your spouse to have heaven on earth in your marriage. In this handbook for holy matrimony, Mylon and Christy each share their own perspectives on how God taught them to have a strong, romance-filled marriage. With confessions and positive habit-forming tools, this book will teach you how to resume the honeymoon in your marriage. Listen to what Kenneth Copeland had to say. I wholeheartedly endorse this book because I wholeheartedly know, trust, and endorse the ministry of Mylon and Christy Lefebvre. To get your copy of The Honeymoon is Over Now What? Visit mylon.org today.